Hello, and welcome to the Trinity Western University Alumni Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fair, and today's guest is Jennifer Babcock. When Jennifer was a student majoring in communications and minoring in political studies, she wasn't exactly sure where she would end up. But after going to the Laurentian Leadership Center in Ottawa, she became very interested in finding work in the political world. Today, she is the Director of Public Affairs for the Canola Council of Canada. Good to see you. You too, it's been a long time. It has been quite some time. <laughs> Probably been 10 years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've been in Vancouver uh, now since 2013, so that's hard to believe too. So, kind of just to open it up, would you be able to give me um, just a quick overview of who you are? Just like your, your name, um, when you graduated, what you do, and then we can kind of run from there. Sure. Now you just give me a mind blank on when I graduated, but <laughs> 2010. <laughs> um, no, at least I think uh, so. That's what's on your LinkedIn is 2010. Okay, so officially it was 2010, I guess. I feel like I graduated <laughs> in 2009 because that's when I moved out to Ottawa. Yeah. Um, but then I did the rest. I think correspondence just uh, got it done. By now is the norm online, but there you go. Um, so 2010. Jennifer Babcock, but when I was on campus, I was Jen Dag. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> what else do you want to know? I'm in Ottawa now. I've been in here Ottawa, for yeah. 10 years. What, uh, what brought you to Ottawa? Well, I was actually the LLC with uh, when I was at Trinity. I did the program 2008. Then I, when I left the LLC, I said, I'm never coming back to Ottawa. I hate <laughs> it here. And I was just sick and so cynical of all the politics and everything after interning on the Hill. And then um, not even six months later, I moved to Ottawa to find a job on the Hill. So I guess the political bug got me and I was rearing to go. I have the LLC to thank for being in Ottawa. That's awesome. Yeah, I forgot that you were an LLC grad. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I was actually um, uh, over at the, at the LLC campus this semester to talk to the students who go in there about what to expect in their internships. I've done that the past few years occasionally. And it was so different with the pandemic and having five students around and everyone wearing masks and everything. Your experience is going to be very different, but (laughs) it'll be good. Hopefully. Interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience at the LLC? Yeah, it was good. I think I was at the time, it may have changed now, but at the time I was the youngest student to ever go there. And so um, I was a second year student there and interned for a member of parliament on the Hill. And I think that really gave me a leg up when I uh, was looking for work after that, because I had the experience that we had a pretty big group at the LLC. There were, I think there were 23 students. So it was a full house and um, I wasn't used to having three roommates, but there you go. I had three roommates stuck in a room. So uh, that came with its challenges and, and fun times. Yeah. 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 But it was good. Um, and I still talked to my supervisor that I had when I was at the LC, my work supervisor and some other uh colleagues I had met then were still uh we're still chatting and everything now. So it's good. Great. Lifelong friendships. That's awesome. Were you always interested in, in doing politics stuff or was it kind of did it grow when you were at the LLC? 
I think it grew at the LLC. I had, um, my family was from Alberta, so they were um, political just by the nature of how Albertans can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that went back into my grandparents as well. And so I'd hear everyone talk about politics, but was I feel like I was political adjacent. And then once I was at the LLC, it, uh, the, the bug grew on me. Yeah. In a good way or bad way, depends how you look at it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I went and worked for, for members of parliament until 2010. And then I moved back out to BC for a while and needed to, I think, cleanse my soul a little bit from, from the hill. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lo and behold, my, uh, I ended up meeting my husband while I had been in a uh, political office. So it wasn't, it wasn't all bad, obviously. And <laughs> And then I ended up moving back here with him. So there you go. I've ping-ponged across the country a few times. Yeah. Uh, so you also worked at Mission Possible for a while in Vancouver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Worked there when I, um, that was such a good experience going from working on the Hill to working in the downtown east side or mm-hmm. DTES, I always called it and will forever and always call it. Um, but it was such, it was it just brought a lot more clarity and, and comprehension to, to my worldview as well. Um, and being able to, to work with folks and just getting, like they were formerly homeless looking for work and being able to provide job opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, they were two sides of the same coin working, going from politics to that. Yeah. It was really Interesting. good. And you were, when you were at Trinity, you were studying communications and you did a, did you do a minor in political science or? Yeah. Minor in political science. Maybe that was where my um, political started. Maybe with Cal <laughs> Townsend's class, that's very possible as I'm yeah. sure it was for many students, but maybe it was the Prince by Machiavelli. I'm not <laughs> sure, but yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was at Trinity that my, okay. my love for politics started. Cool. Yeah. I was going to ask, do, do you feel that your, your experience at Trinity in, in combination with the LLC, but at Trinity itself had a big impact in kind of the career trajectory that your life took? I think so. I feel like I'm maybe one of the few people who, and I mean, you're working in communications too now, mm. but that I really did go and do what my uh, degree was for with communications at the time, I think it was a stream where I was in corporate um, corporate communications and leadership. Yeah. Um, so doing that and the political studies or political science, that it's exactly what I'm doing now. Or now I'm not on the hill anymore. I'm a, I'm a lobbyist, which some people think is a dirty word, but <laughs> really just means that I'm advocating for, for special interest groups um, to members of parliament and their staff. And so... I'm using all those same, the skills that really started um, at university, but it's really not until you get on the job, until you really start honing tangible, practical skills, I find the theory happens. Yeah. I'm always curious talking to other communications grads, because when I was a student, I was always curious, like, what, what could I do with this degree? And I remember one of my professors gave me like a a list of uh, all the different types of jobs that comms grads had done after graduating. So I'm just curious in your sense, because you transitioned into some of the the director roles and political roles and things. And um, I'm just wondering how you're, if you could just talk a little bit about your career journey and uh, your experience going from a student to, uh, to working, you know, on the Hill and and the lobbyist stuff that you mentioned. (laughs) Sure. So 
It's actually funny. It goes back to high school when I had the, the career counselor who, um, when I did the, the, all the tests and whatever, and I mean, everyone takes those with a grain of salt and everything, but sometimes yeah. it's a great close to me. Like, Oh, this is going to determine my future. Anyway, they told me that I, um, the test, I guess, said that I should be a lobbyist. And I was in grade 12 and I had no idea what the heck that meant. Like, okay. what's a lobbyist? And then they said something and the way that they described it, I'm like, that sounds terrible. I never want to do that. <laughs> um, and then with, I mean, Trinity was a natural place to go because my family was in the, in the lower mainland and I had graduated from school in Langley. So it made sense. Um, and then I thought, well, what am I going to study? And communications just seemed so broad that, okay, well, we'll go with, we'll go with communications. And I don't know how political studies got just snuck in there, but somehow it did. Um, but yeah, after, I really do think that the moving and transitioning from university to uh, my career was because of the LLC um, and doing that internship while I was at the school, then went back to uh to the main campus for one year um and then wanted to move out and at the time it was uh around 2009 so this was right after the uh economic crash and I had thought after university I would go work in public relations and I was really seeing all the big companies were slashing the budgets for for that side of their companies seeing it at the time, they saw it as a really frivolous way to, to spend the budget and wasn't one of the core services. So seeing that, I thought, well, what am I going to do with my degree now? And so I kind of fell back to the politics side and thought, well, I'll go to Ottawa and use my experience and, and find a job there. And it was, I think, easier getting on the hill from the, from the experience. And um, obviously, I was interested in politics and wanted to return. So um, when I went on the Hill, my job was very much communications focused, doing the different um, messaging and, and communications materials for the member um, and kind of grew in the political side from there, um, focusing more in on, on the advocacy and working with stakeholders. And um, I only left the Hill because I was, um, it was in 2015 when I left the Hill and it was uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter, my, um, the member I was working for didn't get reelected as is the way with working in politics, your job is not totally stable. And it totally depends uh, from election to election and in minority governments versus majority governments, you never know when you're going to, uh, be back on the campaign trail and, and sure. potentially out of work. So that was, had its own stresses, but anyway, the, the high and the drive from it was, exciting enough to continue. Um, so yeah, I moved from, I decided just to extend my mat leave with her at that time. And um, then I just started, I wasn't ready to go back into a professional setting. And so worked with her from home and had a little uh, side business going while I was taking care of her. And then when I was ready to return to more of a professional setting job, I um, sought out the lobbyist side and didn't want to go back onto the hill um, working for a member, but I thought I'd rather be one who's who's influencing the policy from the outside. So hmm. that was kind of how my progression transition went. Cool. It That's all comes great. back to Trinity and the LLC. Yeah, <laughs> as it should. <laughs> yes, this is the point of the podcast. Yeah, right? it's the whole point of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you had a good experience at Trinity and that it like led to this whole journey for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And, uh, it's funny when I started dating my husband and just because it's a small world and he did not go to Trinity, he didn't really know people who went to Trinity at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted a picture on me and I'm sure it was Facebook at the time, maybe Instagram. I don't know if that was a thing yet. And someone random wrote him and said, Oh, are you dating Jen Dag? And that person went to Trinity as oh. well. And so it was just like, Oh, full circle, small oh. world, um, Canadian Christian background that just happens. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. There's not a lot of Trinity grads out East, but there are more so now than before. And uh, we just recently launched an Ottawa chapter. I don't know if you knew about that, but an Ottawa alumni chapter. So we're trying to get for me to get involved in the Ottawa alumni chapter. I did not know, but I probably should get involved. Yeah, you should. It'd be great. There's a lot of good people in there. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just starting like, yeah, around February, we kind of launched it. And because of COVID, we haven't been able to do a proper event. But originally, the new Trinity president and I were going to fly out there and and maybe do something at the LLC and have like a little event or something. So hopefully we'll get to do that at some point. You know, it's funny. And this is like the LLC is I find its own brand within within Trinity. And there's some people who aren't necessarily uh, teed up. But yeah. um I found working on the Hill after if people found out that you went to Trinity, um, you were just automatically part of this underground world, like secret mafia club or something. <laughs> Cause there were so many LLC and Trinity alum who worked on the Hill um, oh, cool. and in the government of the day, it ended up just working that way. And so you'd meet someone and you'd be like, Oh, and then all of a sudden you were just friends with them. Even if you had nothing in common or whatever. It didn't matter. Yeah. You're part of the secret club. Oh, that's great. <laughs> And anyone who was not part of it would wish that they had gone to Trinity and LLC just to be part of this club. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's good to hear. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the same way, but anyway. Yeah. Well, fun. I think once you get involved, it's, it's, you know, if you're connected to the Ottawa community and everything there is like much more politically focused, right? So there's probably a lot more opportunities for grads to get involved in that field. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, for you, you when you were working on the Hill, you were working in Stephen Harper's government? Yeah. I worked for um, the Conservatives when they were in minority government and then when they were in majority government. And they were very different experiences because the majority, you knew you had at least four years to right. have your job and do whatever you could do to influence policy for the better was what everyone tries to do. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, there's minority days. It was interesting because you never know when, when there's going to be a confidence vote and when you're going to be all of a sudden uh, on the campaign trail again. So that was very weird. But um, it was when I was working for Chuck Strahl. He was the minister of transport at the time. And um, that was when the election ended up being called. Mm. But that was a very good experience. And um, he retired and I thought, well, he's a great guy. And he was, he was the minister. I'm like, I don't know who else I would work for. So he retired and went back to Chilliwack. And I thought, oh, if he's retiring, going to BC, I'm going to go back to BC too. <laughs> so that was when I had my little hiatus from the Hill working for Mission Possible in between okay. um, the different jobs. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a good experience on the Hill. And I think for my job now, very valuable to have the experience of being on the other side 
uh, in a minister's office, knowing what's happening uh, so that when I go in and, and talk to them about my requests now, they have more, uh, I can, I can speak their language at the same time. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And it doesn't matter. It's funny. Cause I, well, I used to be, um, conservative working for the conservative government and I just couldn't really drink the, the political Kool-Aid, um, mm. at the end of it, when I start off my career, so whatever you're gung ho for anything, no matter what it is, really, you're just happy for an opportunity. Sure. I'm like, oh, at the end, I was so sick of drinking the Kool-Aid for, for <laughs> politics that like just needed a break from it. But uh, now I say to anyone, uh, I'm not partisan conservative or liberal or anything. I'm just partisan to canola. That's, that's my <laughs> goal here. So I'll work with anyone across any party as long as they're uh, helping with canola interests. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're in such a politically charged season right now with the U S elections and all that was going on there. And, you know, with, with the Canadian government in a minority position and stuff and, and then people fearing government restrictions and all that. Um, do you have any insights or any like encouragement that you could give to people around like what it means when the government is doing stuff like this? Like, do you have like more of a a positive or a a negative perspective of what's going on? (laughs) Um, I like, oh man, and that's funny because I have a positive view on it, but I also am quite cynical sometimes. So sure. uh, save the cynicism for, for another day, maybe, because I think <laughs> a little bit more optimism right now with uh, being in a pandemic. But I, I mean, no matter what people, everyone has their own opinion on how things are going, how they should be going and how they do things differently. And all opinions are, most opinions are valid. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I really think that everyone is too fair game to, to criticize whatever government from municipal, provincial, federal, or our neighbor's south of the border, however it goes. But I honestly think that for the most part, all the folks in power in Canada are doing everything they can to, to do the right thing. And it might not be the right thing for everything, but I do think they're going into it with the best of intentions for, for getting us through a pandemic. It's not like anyone had this on their 2020 bingo card. So we're all trying to deal with it one day, one hour at a time. Depends how you look at it. Yeah. When the pandemic started, um, I found out that following March break, because we were about to have March break, my daughter would be home for two weeks. And I was just panic going, what am I going to do for three weeks with my daughter at home while I'm at work? And now I look back and just laugh at how stressed out and anxious I got at the prospect of three weeks when it ended up being until the end of September until she was back in school. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we just have to have a little bit of perspective too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's a good answer. I mean, I think it's it's encouraging to hear because um, yeah, just because there's so much skepticism and doubt, but that's a perspective that I've always had as well is that I I generally think if someone's involved in politics, they're doing it because they want the best for Canada and whether or not you agree with their perspective of what they think is the best, like they're still genuinely trying to make the world or, or or at least our country a better place. Yeah. Um, But maybe that's too optimistic. I don't know. (laughs) It just seems like reasonable to me that if you're going to spend your life and dedicate your time and effort into politics, you should be doing it because you care about the country. Right. Yeah. And once you reach that point of that, you're no longer doing it with the best of intentions and maybe it's for more 
I think there's always going to be people who do it for more selfish reasons. Sure. Once you're at that point, it's kind of a, okay, that's the signal to, to bow out. It's called public service for a reason. It's <laughs> not the private sector. So, yeah. but yeah, it's easier said than done for some people. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your, your new position? Cause just a couple months ago, you, you were, uh, took a new job as the director of public affairs. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so end of September, I started this new role for the Canola Council of Canada um, as director of public affairs. It was, um, I went through an interview process over the summer and was going, I'm not sure if I'm going to take this because it's a pandemic and starting a new job and pandemic sounds like nuts. Mm. But um, also knowing that like we, our life has to go on and who knows how long the pandemic will be here. We can't just put everything else on hold. So uh, ended up working out to be a good opportunity. Uh, I'm part of a new team. It was so I, I had been in agriculture um, advocacy prior just for another group. So it wasn't a, a far stretch for, for moving over to Canola, but a um, very cool new opportunity as well with Canola a leading crop across Canada and the, the export opportunities that there is there. And um, I work. The, the council represents from from growers through the supply chain with life science groups and and processors and then the exporters. So it's it's a cool opportunity to be able to work with all these different voices. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of recent grads who are listeners on this podcast. So one question I like to ask my guests is, do you have any advice or uh, encouragement for new grads who might be interested in working in a similar field to you uh, and and what would you say to them as they like try to figure out what the trajectory of their life's going to look like i would say to um to say yes to as many opportunities as you can um whether there's potential volunteer opportunities or um potential jobs to look at to at least say at least go through an interview process even if you're not sure if you want the job Part of the interview is is for you to figure out if that is a, a good job opportunity as well. And so to be able to be prepared with questions on, on that side of it um, and to reach out to whether it's Trinity alum like myself or, or you, John, or if there's others in the field who you just think would be interesting to talk to, to go and to just do cold call outreaches and say, can I have 30 minutes of your time for now it's easier more than ever to do a virtual coffee um, or a phone call just to to hear from them and ask them what their career tra- trajectory had been or what their if they know of any opportunities coming up it's just a good way to expand your network and um, a lot of times it still is it's what you know but it really is who you know that can help at least find more find more connections so I'd recommend doing that and and then once you've done that to to pass it forward and um that's what I like to say when I, when I meet people and I'm very happy to do virtual coffees or whatever with folks starting their career um, to pass it forward once they're in an opportunity where they can share knowledge and, and pass on some advice to others that they continue to pass that forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an important part so that it's not, it's, it's not just a, I'm not necessarily going to get that back myself. And that's not the point is to help the future generations coming up. Everyone needs a helping hand. Cool. What's your advice? Hmm. What do you, advice do you give? Uh, my advice is basically what you just said. 
Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, um, I, I do agree with what you said. Uh, you know, who you know actually makes such a huge, significant difference. Like for, for myself, even when I came from, well, I went to Trinity and then I went back to Saskatchewan for a couple of years and then I went back to BC to look for work. And uh, I didn't have any job when I moved to Vancouver. So that was just kind of do what I can to try to find work. And one of the first places I went to was, was the Trinity network. So professors and some former classmates and they recommended positions. And eventually I landed in a few different roles in the city. And like, I wouldn't have done that without the network. So really knowing people makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. I can't always uh, do it, but um, even now I'm trying to do it with the folks in our, in our church to see, because right now people are having a hard time how do you even network in a pandemic and, and actually get to know people? And there are some people who really need help finding, finding new job opportunities. So it's, yeah. if there's any bridges that we can make. It's, it's good to do. I've yeah. had many of them made for me before. So. Yeah. 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 That's good. I'm glad to hear that you're able to give it back that way. You know, we, we try to do that with um, alumni mentorship programs too. Uh, we just launched one recently. And so little things like that, just as a way to encourage people who are looking for work or for connections. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I'm on, um, I'm on the board of directors for the government relations Institute of Canada. It's pretty much like the association for lobbyists. Oh, nice. And, um, last year we launched a mentorship program. So we're in our second year of it now. Um, and actually last year I was a mentor this year. I joined as a mentee because really at any stage in your life, you could be a mentor or a mentee for someone else, but I would definitely recommend that everyone get themselves a mentor um, and to be, to be that mentor for others when they, when the times arise. I mean, we all have the flows in our life where it changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, thanks Jen for, for jumping on the podcast with me. It's been great getting to catch up with you and to hear a bit of your story. And if there's ever anything that I can do or, you know, on behalf of Trinity Western, we're happy to support you and uh, get you connected with any Ottawa alumni or, and mentorship or anything like that. So yeah, I really just appreciate you and the work that you're doing out there and hope that we can be a good support in the days to come. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. And I have to keep wiping my eyes from the laughter part of that <laughs> not on the recorded version, but yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And I uh, hope to catch up with you again soon. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. All right. We'll take care.